Hi, this is Joel and Victoria. Thanks for listening to our podcast and thanks for supporting the ministry. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? We appreciate you and pray for God's very best in your life. God bless you. Such a joy to come into your homes. We love you, and we know God has great things in store for each one of you. And if you're ever in our area, I hope that you'll come out and see us. We give you a personal invitation, but we'd love to have you be a part of one of our services. Thanks for tuning in today. I like to get started each week with something funny. And I heard about this man. He was the only Protestant in a large Catholic neighborhood. And every Friday during Lent, when all of his neighbors were eating cold fish, he would be grilling a steak in the backyard. And the neighbors just couldn't stand the temptation. They decided to try to convert him to Catholicism. He finally agreed. The priest sprinkled water over him, said, you were born a Baptist, you were raised a Baptist, but now you're a Catholic. The next year on the first Friday of Lent, they smelled the same smell of steak in the air. They rushed to his house. They saw him in the backyard. He was sprinkling water over his steak, saying, you were born a cow, you were raised a cow, but now you're a fish. All right, hold up your Bible. Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I want to talk to you today about how God can turn back time. Every one of us has had opportunities that we've missed, chances that we've blown. We can all look back and think, why didn't I put more effort into that relationship? Why didn't I take that job? Or why did I spend all those years running with the wrong crowd, partying when I should have been getting ahead? I had a man tell me last week, Joel, I'd love to believe that I was coming into new seasons of increase, but I really think I've missed my season but God always has another season. God always gives us another chance. Sometimes it's not our fault. I know people that didn't have a good childhood. They were raised in an unhealthy environment. They weren't treated right. And it's tempting to think, too bad for me, I'll never get that back. But God said here in the book of Joel 2.25, I will restore the years that have been stolen. That means God can make up years of your life. God can turn back time. You may not be able to relive your childhood, but he can make the rest of your life so rewarding and so fulfilling it makes up for it. You may feel like you've wasted years in a relationship that didn't work out, years on a job that turned out to be a dead end, but don't get discouraged. God controls time. You need to believe that every opportunity you've missed, every chance you've blown, God will turn back time and bring that across your path once again. I think about Hezekiah. He was very sick and close to death. The prophet said he only had a little while to live. Hezekiah prayed and asked God for his mercy. God spoke to the prophet and said, tell Hezekiah, I'm going to add 15 years to his life. And Hezekiah was so excited when he got the news, it was almost too good to be true. He said, God, I really believe you, 
but will you give me some kind of sign so that I'll know it's true? Since they were dealing with time, God said, all right, Hezekiah, go out and watch the sundial. They didn't have clocks like we have today. They had these markings on the ground and where the shadows from the position of the sun fell, that's how they knew what time it was. And Hezekiah said, God, if this promise is really gonna come to pass, if you're gonna really add years to my life, don't just stop time. I know you can do that. I want you to do something more difficult, something even more out of the ordinary. God, I'm asking you to make the shadow go in the wrong direction. I'm asking you to turn back time. Think about how bold Hezekiah was. Took a lot of nerve to say, God, I believe you love me so much. I believe you're so concerned about me that you'll do something that's never been done before. You'll interrupt the whole solar system just to prove to me that I heard you right. Friends, God is moved by our faith. Sure enough, the next 40 minutes, Hezekiah watched the shadow go counterclockwise. The scripture says the sun went in reverse 10 degrees. And I believe that's what God is saying to us. I can turn back time in your life. I can restore the years that you've lost. You may think you've blown it and you've wasted so much time, but God has new opportunities in front of you. He wants the rest of your life to be better than the first part. And if you will stay in faith, a shift is going to happen. What was it? God's turning back time. He's going to restore the years that you were mistreated. He's going to present you with opportunities that you missed because you weren't in the right position. The fact is, it was our fault, but God is so good. He's so full of mercy, he's going to give us another chance. It's interesting how light is formed. All these tiny molecules come together. They're red in color, and their shape is a perfect circle. Of course, we can't see them with our natural eye, but what causes light is they start rubbing together very, very fast, and all of a sudden, light breaks forth. I can imagine when Hezekiah asked God to turn back time, God thought, that's no problem for me. And he took those molecules that were supposed to be a complete circle, and he said, watch this, Hezekiah. I'm gonna bend them just a little bit. I'm gonna adjust them just 10 degrees. When he made that small adjustment, that small shift, that's when the light bent backwards. You may have wasted years of your life on drugs, years in a bad relationship, years in depression. But God is saying, watch me bend the clock. Watch me turn back time. I can restore those years that you've wasted. Why don't you get a vision for it? Some of you think that it's been too long and you've been through too much and you're never going to see these new seasons of increase. But the same God that stepped out of eternity and turned the clock back for Hezekiah is saying to you, I can make up for lost time. I can restore those years. A man told me the other day how the first 40 years of his life, he was a cocaine addict. He came from a good family. He was a bright man, had all kinds of opportunity in front of him. But he said, Joel, I don't even really remember the first part of my life. I was so high and so messed up. I ruined my marriage. I blew my education. He thought it was over. But today, he's in his early 50s. He has a good job. His family is back together. He volunteers for us every weekend. 
He said, I never dreamed God would give me another chance. I never dreamed I could be this fulfilled. What happened? God turned back time. God is restoring those years and his latter days are going to be better than his former days. That's the way our God is. Why don't you be bold like Hezekiah and say, God, I'm asking you to give me back every opportunity that I missed. It may have been my fault. I may have blown it, but God, I know you are so full of mercy. I believe you love me so much. You can turn back time and give me another chance. That gets God's attention. But some of you have given up on your dreams. You're dragging around thinking about the years you lost in that first marriage and how you weren't treated right on the job and how you made poor decisions here and there. No, you have to get out of that defeated mindset. God is saying, I control the whole universe. And if I stop the solar system for one man, I can turn back time in your life. Well, you say, Joel, I don't see how it could happen. I've been through too much. But no, you don't have to know how. All we have to do is believe. God can give you one idea that can make up for everything that you've lost. Colonel Sanders started Kentucky Fried Chicken when he was 66 years old. He ran a small gas station in a little town for years. He would sell chicken to his customers. It got so popular, he opened a little restaurant across the street. And everything was going great. But just when he thought it was going to take off, the state put in a major freeway to bypass his small town. His business went down to nothing. Got so bad, he had to close up. And it looked like he had wasted all those years. Looked like all that hard work, that blood, sweat, and tears had just gone down the drain. And a lot of people would have just given up, thought too bad for me, depressed and defeated, but not Colonel Sanders. He knew God is a God of restoration. He knew God still had a way to bring those dreams to pass. And after he sold his business, he only had $105. He didn't sit around in self-pity. He started going from town to town with his chicken fryer in the back of his truck, selling his chicken with 11 herbs and spices <laughs> to any restaurant that would buy it. He met one man that said, boy, this chicken's good. Matter of fact, it's finger licking good. <laughs> Colonel Sanders said, I like that. That's going to be my new slogan. Today, there are over 11,000 KFCs all around the world. No doubt every one of us has had a piece of Colonel Sanders chicken. Some of you look like you've had too many pieces. But really, it seemed unfair. It seemed like he got the short end of the stick, but God knows how to turn back time. God knows how to restore the years. Our daughter, Alexandra, was born a month and a half before my father went to be with the Lord. During that time, my dad was on dialysis. And often I would take him up to the clinic and bring him home. It was a very busy season in my life. And then when daddy died, I was thrust into this. and I was doing my best just to stay above water. And really looking back, I don't remember very well the first couple years of Alexandra's life. We were in such transition. I was learning how to minister and trying to figure everything out. It had just consumed me. And one day I realized I don't have the same early childhood memories of Alexandra as I do Jonathan. 
And I was just praying almost in passing. I said, God, I'm asking you to make up for that lost time where I was so busy and so preoccupied with other things. And do you know today, Alexandra and I are as close as we can be. She likes to do everything with her dad. She would rather us go outside in the backyard and let me watch her do cartwheels than she would go over to her friends. Sometimes I need a break. I say, Alexander, why don't you go to your cousin's? Y'all can go swimming or something. Why don't you have some friends over? No, daddy, I just want to stay here with you. And I realize I'm somewhat irresistible. <laughs> but I really believe that's God turning the clock back and making up for those lost years. You may feel like today, you may feel like you weren't as good a parent as you should have been. You were busy doing your own thing, dealing with your own issues and Now your relationships with your family are not what they should be. You're tempted to feel guilty and think, man, if I just spent more time with them, if I'd have just made them a higher priority, but you need to ask God like I did. God, give me another chance. Restore this relationship, God. Let me put everything into them that I should have put in them. Anything that I miss, God, because it was my fault or because of some other circumstances, God, I'm asking you to make up for lost time. If you'll be bold enough to ask, then God can turn back time. I was at a book signing in another city several years ago, and I met this lady, and she later told how she hadn't been the best mother in the world. She and her daughter were estranged. They hadn't spoken in years. She had reached out to her several times, but the daughter wouldn't have anything to do with her. Now this mom was very discouraged, feeling guilty, like she had failed as a parent. Finally, she just gave it to God and said, God, only you can turn this situation around. And her prayer was one day, at least she and her daughter could have a cordial relationship. But God doesn't want to just bring you out. He wants to bring you out better off than you were before. He doesn't want to just restore. He wants to make up for those lost years. There were several hundred people in the line, and I'd been signing books for an hour or so. And this lady and her daughter stepped up to the table. They had tears streaming down their faces. Of course, I didn't know what was going on, but the mother told how they had not spoken to each other in 13 years. And what they didn't both know was they had been watching us on television. And that evening, they decided on their own individually to come out to the book signing. And when they saw each other standing in the line, it was like God tore down the walls that had kept them apart. All the hurt, all the pain, All that resentment in a split second, it was melted away. That night was a turning point. Their relationship was restored. And today they're making up for lost time. Maybe you're dealing with family members where the relationship has been strained. There's been hurts and conflicts. You're not enjoying that other person. You're not adding value to their life. But don't make the mistake of just settling where you are and think, we'll never get along. We're just not compatible. No, keep believing. Keep praying. If you'll stay in faith, God is not only going to restore, he's going to make up for those lost years. God wants to turn back time, but you have to do your part and get a vision for it. You can't get complacent and just settle for mediocrity. I know this man, he went through a legal battle for three and a half years. It was hell on earth had to do with his business and some competitors stirred up trouble and 
He was having to defend himself from things that weren't true. And at first he was strong. He was determined. He was doing his best. But as it drug on month after month after month, he lost his joy. He got run down. The fact is he got tired of fighting. And he made a statement that really got my attention. He said, Joel, I don't really care anymore. This thing has about ruined me. It's about ruined my business. I don't think it's ever going to change. It's very unhealthy to have an I don't care attitude. That's when people make major mistakes and do things that they regret later on. And I told him what I'm telling you. God wants to restore those years. You may not see how it can happen, but God is a supernatural God. And if you'll stay in faith, he'll not only bring you out, he'll turn back time and he'll make up for the joy. He'll make up for the peace. He'll make up for the victory that you've lost. That's exactly what happened. Several years later, he came through it. God vindicated him. Today, he's stronger, happier, more blessed than he's ever been. But maybe like him, you're in a difficult situation. It's been going on so long, you don't know if it'll ever change. It's stolen your joy, stolen your peace. Let me encourage you, you gotta dig your heels in and just declare it by faith. This thing is not going to defeat me. I may have lost years, but I know God's gonna restore these years. He's not only gonna bring me out, he's gonna bring me out better off than I was before. Get a vision for it. I think about David When he was 17 years old, the prophet Samuel anointed him to be the next king of Israel. But David didn't take the throne immediately. 13 years went by when he didn't see much happening. At one point, he was living on the run, hiding in the caves from King Saul, who was trying to kill him. Year after year went by, and you can imagine, David is tired, he's discouraged, and those voices start whispering in his ear. It's never going to happen. You didn't hear God right. Samuel must have been wrong. It's been 13 years. He's fighting discouragement, trying to stay in faith, trying to shake it off. During this time, 600 men had joined David and they would spend their days protecting the vineyards of Israel. Nobody asked them to do it. They just took it upon themselves. Now, all they asked for in return from the families they protected was food. And everyone had agreed. One day, David told his men to go ask Nabal for some food and water. After all, they had protected him and his family for years. But Nabal's very name means fool. And he lived up to his name. He told David's men, what are you talking about? You kidding? I'm not going to give you any food. I never asked you guys to protect me. And who is this man, David, anyway? He's just a servant of Saul. When David's men told him how he had been insulted by Nabal, David was furious. You got to understand, David was already tired. He was already kind of aggravated because his dreams weren't coming to pass. And Nabal was the straw that broke the camel's back. He said, get up, men. We're going to go attack Nabal. We're going to wipe him out and everything he holds dear. David almost made a major mistake because he did not have his future on his mind. We get into trouble and make poor decisions when we don't keep God's promises on the forefront of our thinking. The truth is, deep down, David knew God had spoken to him. He knew he was anointed to be king. He knew new seasons of favor were on their way. But David let his guard down. 
He thought, I'm tired, I'm discouraged, I'm just gonna do what I feel like doing. In a nutshell, he had that I don't care attitude. And it's easy to think, Joel, I'm never gonna get married. I've been single for three years, five years, six years. I'm never gonna get well. I've had this sickness my whole life. I'm never gonna get out of debt. I don't see how it could happen. No, you have to keep God's promises on the forefront of your thinking. Have the attitude, I may not feel like I'm gonna get well, but I know God said, I will live and not die. He's restoring health unto me. I may not see how I could ever get out of debt, but I know God says, I am blessed. Whatever I touch prospers. Learn to meditate on God's word. But some of you are at that point like David, where you could easily give up and have an I don't care what's the use attitude. And that's a very critical place where your destiny is hanging in the balance. You could either give up and lose all that ground that you've gained, or you could dig your heels in and say, no, I'm gonna keep my future on the forefront of my mind. I've come too far to quit now. I've believed too long. The promise is too real. I've worked too hard. I am not going backwards. I'm not gonna make a foolish decision and lose this ground that I've already gained. You gotta know all heaven is pulling for you. The saints of old are cheering you on. The heroes of faith are saying, stay strong, stay focused, keep believing the promises will come to pass. David's at this breaking point. He's trying to hold on, but old Nabal has just kind of ticked him off. He's just about to say, forget it. I know I've been chosen to be king, but I'm mad and I'm gonna finish him off. In other words, he's about to make a decision that will hinder his divine destiny. It would delay the promise from coming to pass. And really, it wasn't so much that Nabal was rude. It was the fact David had 13 years of frustration pent up on the inside. Don't you know again and again, he could hear those voices. David, you're a failure. Man, you're supposed to be a king. You're out here living like a caveman. It's never gonna happen. We've all heard those kinds of lies before. Now he's headed to Nabal's house with a bunch of his men. And along the way, he meets a young lady by the name of Abigail. This is Nabal's wife. She knows what Nabal has said to David. Abigail's name means quick thinker. She's a smart lady. She says, David, my Lord, can we talk? She called him my Lord, not to worship him. She knew the promise that had been spoken over David. She knew he was destined to be on the throne. And even though David didn't look like a king, even though he looked like a street person, Abigail looked past all that and she saw David the way God saw him. She said, my Lord, she was speaking faith into him. She was reminding him of the promise. She was saying in effect, David, I wasn't there when Samuel anointed you. I didn't see him choose you. I didn't hear it with my own ears, but I believe what God has said about you. I believe the promise is in you. All at once, David starts thinking about his future. I can imagine him in his mind, replaying that scene over and over when Samuel anointed him. Now Abigail has his attention. She says, David, why are you gonna mess with my husband? You're the next king of Israel. That's like swatting a little fly. Don't get distracted. Don't lose your focus. You don't wanna blow your kingdom 
by making a poor decision just because my husband is a foolish man. She spoke sense into David. She encouraged him to keep thinking about his future and to stay the course and not give up on his dreams. I believe God sends us an Abigail anytime we're about to delay our divine destiny. I'm asking you today, keep God's promises on the forefront of your mind. Every one of you have dreams and desires. You know one day you're going to accomplish your goals. One day you're going to be well. One day you're going to be out of debt. One day you're going to be vindicated from that problem. But maybe right now, like David, you're in one of those wilderness periods where you don't see anything happening. It's very tempting to think, what's the use? It's never going to change. I've been believing for five years, 10 years, 15 years. People are coming against me. I'm frustrated. I'm just going to do what I want to do. No, let me be the voice of Abigail in your life. Stay the course. Keep believing. You may be tired, discouraged, frustrated, but don't give up on your future. It may be taking a long time, but stay focused. Stay on the high road and keep doing what you know to do. Like Abigail, I wasn't there when God spoke the promise to you. I didn't hear it with my own ears, but I believe what God has said about you. I believe each one of you can overcome any obstacle. I believe you can break any addiction. I believe you can live an abundant life. I believe new seasons of favor and increase are coming your way. I know God can restore the years. He can turn back time. Keep believing. Stay the course. Don't sell out on your future. And I know some of you have been through a lot of heartache and pain. You've had a lot of disappointments and unfair things in life. But understand, the depth of your past is an indication of the height of your future. When a building's going to go way up tall, they have to first go way down low to dig a deep foundation. It may be taking a long time, but if you'll stay in faith, God's getting you prepared. Don't have the attitude, I can't take it anymore, I've had enough. No, stick with that marriage. Stick with that child. Don't let your guard down and compromise. You have too much to lose. Your destiny is hanging in the balance. It may not be fair, but God is fair. It may be taking a long time, but God can make up for lost time. The scripture says, be strong and of good courage for the Lord your God is with you. I'm asking you to dig your heels in and fight the good fight of faith. One time Nehemiah was rebuilding the walls of the city. He had all kinds of opposition. He was discouraged and ready to give up. But God said, Nehemiah, if you will fight, then I will fight for you. God is saying, if you will dig your heels in and persevere, even though it's difficult and believe, even though you don't see anything happening, then I'm going to step in and do what you can't do. I'm going to make up for lost time and I'm going to propel you to new levels. I'm going to bring supernatural opportunities. I'm going to open up new doors. I'm going to cause the right people to be in your path. I'm going to heal sick bodies. I'm going to release you from debt and lack. The chains of addictions and wrong thinking are going to be broken off of you. God is saying, the promises I've put in you, I will bring them to pass. Why don't you get a vision for that today? Friends, God can turn back time. Every opportunity that you've missed, 
Every chance that you've blown, all those years you may have wasted, I declare over you, restoration is coming your way. God's going to restore those years. Things are changing in your favor. Your latter days are going to be better than your former days. I declare the rest of your life will be better than the first part of your life. If you receive it, can you say amen? We never like to close our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Get in a good Bible-based church. Keep God first place. He's going to take you places that you've never dreamed of. Thank you for listening to the Joel Osteen Podcast. Help us continue to share the message of hope with those all over the world. Visit joelosteen.com slash give hope to give a gift today. Thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope you'll subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired all through the week. We're praying for you. I know God's best is still ahead. We'll see you next time.